Welcome to the Catastrophic Comeback Podcast with American injury lawyer Clark Speaks, helping you find hope, purpose, and joy after a catastrophic injury. Welcome to Catastrophic Comeback. Today, my guest is Stacy Miller. Stacy is an intake specialist at Speaks Law Firm, and we're going to talk about the intake process, uh, what's involved in it, um, what what her uh, role is, and and what skills are necessary, and how it fits into uh, the rest of the process and how she works with our investigators and our team. Welcome, Stacy. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, so, so tell me, when I say intake, what, what does that mean to you? What is that? What is where does that fit in? What 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 is intake? So I like to call us the um, front lines of personal injury speaks law firm. Um, we're the people that take the first call and want to really form that bond immediately with the person calling because they have been through something traumatic and we want to make sure that they understand right off the gate that we're here for them and um, that they aren't just another number. Um, and that's really the most important thing, even if it's a case that you can't take, we want them to understand that, you know, we're sorry, we do, we still care about them. Um, and that if they ever need us in the future, we'll be there for him. So be there for them. So if it's a case we can't take, we still want to have form that bond with them, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. We want to provide some kind of value on their way out the door and maybe get, get them to a, somebody the who can help them mm -hmm. with their uh, exactly. problem. Okay. And so, uh, and so the cases that we can help them with are generally going to be personal injury cases, workers' compensation cases. Um, and, and then what, to, what are the keys to you in terms of <clears throat> really doing a, a, a being, being a, the best at the intake process from your perspective? So for me, and the reason that I love this job is because I do get to talk to people and form a bond and a connection with them. Um, usually you can connect with just about anybody, I think on this planet as you know, fellow human being, at least I can. Um, you can find something that you have in common with and that you can empathize with. Um, I feel like I'm very good at that as well as um, Tracy, who I work with, she's also very good at that. And um, as we'll talk about later, our prior law enforcement experience, I think has only deepened that ability to connect with people. I love people, I love talking to people and um, being around people. I'm not someone that um, enjoys spending a lot of time alone at my job um, because I just feel like you can do more. Um, for me personally, I can do more when I'm out there talking to people, getting to know people, and um, forming that connection with them. So, so helping people is a part of your motivation in this role? It is very definition of who I am. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Where does, um, so, so helping people, I understand what you mean. I think pretty much everybody who works in this industry, and in, in the personal industry, personal injury industry, has to have a, a deep commitment and a belief that, uh, you know, their calling is to help other people, especially in difficult situations. Uh, that's kind of the purpose of this podcast is to, is to help other people in those kinds of situations. Uh, let me ask you this, in terms of, uh, so you got to be somebody who's, who's a helper at, at their core. In addition to that, uh, where does urgency, you talked about e empathy, detail, where do these, uh, these things fit into the to the makeup of a, of a, of a first-class uh, intake professional? 
So uh, the urgency is obviously when someone has had something traumatic happen to them, you know, they, they want someone to be able to say, hey, we can help you. Um, and I think as Americans in general, we don't like to wait um, for anything. I know I don't. I don't like to wait for anything. I have no patience hardly when it comes to just waiting around for something. So the fact that we are so good at calling you back, um, getting to the point of what you need us for, um, getting it done, getting the intake, uh, the details of your situation, and assigning a case manager in the rapid fashion that I feel like we do, um, it just makes them feel like they are important and what happened to them is important and that we're taking it seriously. So, sure. Hey, let me ask you this. Um, from an evidentiary perspective, from, from like an investigation, from collecting records, from collecting details, from collecting evidence as it supports, uh, as it relates to a, an injury and proven an injury and damages, is, is injury, is urgency important in that regard? Absolutely. It's very important. It's, um, we need to find out, you know, what their medical treatment is, um, what it's going to look like in the future, and um, we want to be able to actually help them and, and guide them with that treatment. That's something that we can do, that we, we do well, and um, it just is an added stress off of them in regards to their trauma. So um, when we say, hey, we can help you with that, we can help you with your medical treatment, we can help guide you in that direction, and if you aren't hearing back from people, we want to, do, we want to be that person that, that gets you results. So, so if a person, if we don't, if, if, a, if a firm or a, an individual doesn't have that end, urgency, um, and, then, uh, and then as a result, evidence is lost, or there are gaps in medical treatment. How does that end up affecting a person's case in your observation? Well, unfortunately, it it will not in the end as the end result. It will not get them the best possible settlement that they can get. Um, and we we're out there to try and help them do just that. You know, we want to make sure that everything is paid for, and um, we can't do that if we don't have. If we don't jump on those details and that evidence and make sure that we have all the pieces in place to get them the, the bit, well, I don't want to say that, but like all the pieces in place to um, help them in the end the best that we can. Well, so I think that's reasonable. We're, we're trying to maximize their recovery, right? Right. And we can't do it. We can't do it if we are if we are missing evidence or if there are gaps in treatment. Right. If if if, if there is a gap in, in treatment, medical treatment, and a person uh, is, is injured and should have gone to the doctor or the ER or the specialist or whatever, and doesn't, the insurance company is going to jump all over that and cite that as a basis for paying them nothing or less than they deserve. And so that's what. And the same with lost evidence. If we can't prove our case ultimately, if we can't. If there, you know, if there are witnesses that disappear and we can't prove liability, or if there's uh, uh, video video evidence and we can't prove liability, then that ends up negatively impacting the value of somebody's case. And, and along those lines, when we're talking about evidence, you mentioned it earlier in terms of <clears throat> your background in law enforcement. <clears throat> I talk to firms, uh, to to uh, people that run firms from all over the country, and and sometimes uh, uh, they'll say, well, in my intake department, I'll use. Uh, you know, uh, former uh, receptionists or former um, uh, uh, hostesses at restaurants and those kinds of things. They're friendly and they're nice. 
And and uh, and I'm thinking, well, my, you know, our guys are friendly and nice, but 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 your background is different than that. Tell us about your background, please. So um, before I came here, I was in law enforcement for five years. Before that, I was a private investigator for six years, um, and I absolutely came into those positions because of my um, strong desire to help people. Uh, that's part of my DNA. I come from that type of family, service-driven. I don't think I could do a job where I did not feel like I was helping people. I don't feel like it would be satisfying to me at all to just be in a job where I was just doing my work without actually making a difference in somebody's life. And so I've been so very happily, happily, um, I don't want to say surprised, but I have just been overwhelmed with how much I'm doing that in this job, how much I feel like I'm doing that in this job, and how when people leave me, um, I, we're either laughing or we're, we're talking about what's going on in their life other than the traumatic event, and like I feel like we've really formed a bond and that they trust me, and um, that's something that I take very seriously, that they trust me. So um, my background in law enforcement and private investigation has given me absolutely the strength and skills to be able to ask the right questions, be able to be detailed in, in what I ask and you know why I'm asking it. But more importantly, um, it has really given me the confidence to be able to empathize with somebody with what's going on and talk to anyone, um, regardless of uh, who you are, where you come from, where you work, what you do. Um, I am going to be able to empathize with you. And, the, you know, I, I can't always understand exactly your situation, but I can certainly put myself in your place and make you um, feel that, you know, I'm here for you and I care. Let me ask you about your experience. And, and uh, first you were in private investigation and then you were in law enforcement. Is that right? Correct. Private investigation, you know, what, what kind of work did you do and, and uh, did it involve, uh, you know, uh, yeah, some of the similar types of investigative things we think of when we're thinking about investigating accidents, wrecks, falls, industrial accidents, those kinds of things. Well, oddly enough, we, we worked a lot of murder cases for the state. Um, and so that, that gave me a lot of interesting perspective. But most of our cases were child custody cases. Um, and I, I really enjoyed those because I felt like I was helping uh, a child and a parent and a family in terms of what's best for that child and that sort of thing. Um, but there was hours upon hours of interviews and investigation into finding um, a lot of document, uh, bank statements, things of that nature. I mean, we did a lot of investigation on the computer. Um, that was one of my specialties. So, um, so investigation detail documentation these are things that came up a lot in your in your job and uh as a private investigator now let's move on to your uh job in law enforcement did these same types of skills come up then documentation detail investigation it's everything in law enforcement to be as detailed as you possibly can so that if you do have to go to court um you basically are not going to be tripped up when you're um, on the stand and testifying. Um, so the more details, the better. And then, of course, how you how you write it in your reports, that's everything as well in law enforcement. So in my experience, the reason for that detail is so important is because you record it today 
and then you might not you, you might not use it for Correct. six months, nine months, twelve months, or whatever. And and you have to record it with detail sufficient to be able to go back and see exactly what you meant, exactly what the right. details were, so that you can uh, uh, prove the things that you need to prove to get the result that you that, you, that is just. Right. So so uh, so when you did that in law enforcement, and, and and how important have you found those skills to be in your position and in intake? <coughs> well, I think. Um, very important because I was able to just pick right up and uh, ask those questions that needed to be asked. And you actually touched on it earlier about how um, some intake are, you know, they're trying to, you know, they're emotional and they're trying to tell you what's going on. And then you're like, oh, excuse me, wait a minute, what was your address or blah, blah, blah. The, the thing that I like to do is first I, I say, hi, I'm so-and-so. I heard you had an accident. I'm so sorry. Can you tell me about that? And then I just let them tell me about that in whatever manner that they want to. And then as I go back and give them a synopsis, I can fill in any gaps I need. But I, I need them to initially be able to trust me enough to just tell me what happened first and not interrupt them. Um, I know from just my own experience, I don't, I don't like to be interrupted when I'm telling you something that's important in my life. So um, I always go back, and that, that is one thing that you are um, taught in investigator school is to let them talk, then go back and do a synopsis of what they said and fill in the blanks. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.